your voice is so seducing. <laughs> That's exactly what his game is. He's going to seduce us. <laughs> and yeah, then the robot right. will take over. He has that sexy dog cartoon face thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is he a dog? I thought he was a bear or something. Ooh, he's a bear. Ooh. <laughs> rawr, 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 miss he has a microphone, <laughs> I think, in his mouth, so appropriate. <laughs> he can fit big things in his mouth. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Hello, if you're just joining us now and you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, um, so we're, we're recording on Discord and we have to use like a bot to record and Craig, the bot is recording this and uh, he looks like a bear. Mm-hmm. In yeah. And he has a very dumb voice that says, now recording or something. We're like uh, sexually harassing him. <laughs> uh, watch it disconnect we, because of sexual harassment. We are terrible people. Um, but like we're those people I mean I wouldn't personally do it but like obviously I would do that at some point like I guess there are there are limits to this I wouldn't sexually harass a mannequin but obviously I'm sexually <laughs> harassing a robot so <laughs> I would I sexually think, harass a mannequin I think at some point in my life there I have to have had like an you know what? where I sexually harassed a mannequin. Yeah, I, I can sexually harass the prostitute statues at Knott's Berry Farm. There are pictures. Oh, I have done that. So, I mean, if I would do that, what's going to stop me from a mannequin that doesn't have a face? I've definitely <laughs> touched a mannequin ass. There's no yeah. way I haven't. Anyways, um, so uh, this is... Um, Body, the glass, the enchilada. A podcast. A podcast. Yay! Um, I'm Sophie Hadamio. I'm Natalie Cowan. I'm Paul Rucker. And this is... The Body. The Blood. The Michelada. A podcast. A podcast. I forgot where my standing was in the lineup. That's why there was a pause. (laughs) (laughs) There's only three spots. (laughs) I know. um, It's okay, we've only done 50 of these episodes. (laughs) We've only been doing it for two years. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, next year is the two years. It's like almost a year and a half now. Fuck. Uh, oh my god. Probably um, anyways, we should, so, we should have been famous by now. Why aren't we going on tour? I know. Um, we're lazy. Uh, yeah. Well, we should lazy. really kick this in overdrive. How do we, who do we contact? Um, an agent. I don't know. Okay. Should um, we anyways. Maybe. What what are we what are we drinking today? Um, I've already had one lychee beer, and now I'm drinking this white cranberry peach thing with uh, gin and soda. It's good. Nice. I'm gonna get drunk. Before we started recording, I had two. Uh, what is it? Bourbon and cokes with lime. Ooh. Right now, I'm drinking a bourbon and Dr. Pepper with lemon. Ooh. It is, it's actually really good, and I'm really drunk right now. Good for you. Yeah. I, I drank an entire bottle of wine the other day for the first time in forever, and it was, it was nice. It was nice. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we're not, we're never, I don't even think we're ever going to get back to our regular lives. But, you know, it's <laughs> nice to have things we used to do before this. Yeah. So, good for you. I'm glad you had your wine. Um, Natalie, what are you drinking? Well, today is the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. So, I'm actually having a mango margarita. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It was delicious. I got one of those Kearns drinks, and my mom always has them in the house. Yeah, that's standard. And yeah, <laughs> mixed it up because I also have tahini and chamoy and all kinds of stuff. Mm. Delicious! It's so good. <laughs> you know, I, I really having another one. <laughs> I'm very upset. Why? Because we can't even do a picnic because of the air quality. Oh yeah, no, it's awful. <laughs> We have to wait like another month. Probably. I mean, or it's more. A, they did like supposed to like clear out more this week, but at, from like watching the air index daily, it looks like it's getting it, worse. It's yeah. still, like, worse the sky is getting bluer. It's still good. And That's also, crazy. If I spend more than like 30 minutes outside, like by the end of the day, my lungs hurt. Like both of them, yes, constantly. Well, so, I've had a I've had a headache for like the past four days. Jesus, mm-hmm. I just like I wake up and with a headache, and then it just <laughs> it lasts all day. And we only have like one small air purifier. So. Oh God, yeah, no, it's not good. It's not yeah. Good. I was like the last two days or so. I've just been like, oh my God, am I dying? Mm-hmm. Like your throat hurts and you get these really bad headaches. I'm afraid to go back to work because on top of COVID now, it's just the air quality. Yeah, because I mean, no, we have to drive through windows. Yeah, and then the front door is going to be opening all day. There's no. There's nothing pure, protecting you. Yeah, there's no purified air in there. <sighs> it's horrible. Like, well, um, so. We we all know Sophie and Natalie, the um, the other Sophie and Natalie, our only uh, listeners. Yeah, yeah, our only listeners, and also uh, Sophie, who introduces us every episode that we have been in quarantine. Now it seems like mm-hmm. I love that she introduces us, and then we introduce ourselves again. <laughs> um, it's we're like this dumb kid. Anyway, <laughs> she's actually brilliant. So stop it. <laughs> Um, Nellie's been telling me, like, Sophie's been having, like, bloody noses nonstop since, like, yesterday. Probably the day before that. It's because of the fucking air quality. Like, it's, ugh. Like, what, what, this is obviously gonna have major health repercussions on, like, everyone in this area. Up the West Coast and shit, so. This is our life now. It's scary. And it is. this is why we need to vote so we could get that Green New Deal. So mm-hmm. we can, you know, try and put a stop to this shit. Because it's all global warming. Global warming. But it doesn't exist. It doesn't. Nope. Oh, science. A bunch of the, propaganda. The, the science could be wrong. Speaking of science, today I heard the Scientist magazine. I believe it's called the Scientist magazine. They they've never done this before, but. They have endorsed Joe Biden for president. I, I saw that. And they've never Ooh. endorsed anyone. It's the first time in their history, and they've been around for like 200 years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's saying something. 
It, it really is. There are people coming out of the woodwork right now to endorse Joe Biden. Well, it's because, like, it's pretty much if you go with the other guy, you're voting against science and, you know... Isn't that insane? Yeah. You're like, you're dooming us. If you want to die, you vote for Trump. (sighs) But, like, I didn't think that many people wanted to die, and then, like... A lot of people do. When he happened, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh... Yeah, y'all all want to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, anyway, it's not just a funny joke we all make. Like, you guys are serious. This is why voting is important. If you're not already registered to vote, I believe at least in California, you have until like October seventeenth to register. So, yes. Get also, on that. If you are going to vote by mail, the minute you receive your ballot, send Fill it, it back. Yes. Yeah, like that day. Well, if you're planning to just send it through the the postage, or if like you wait last minute, you there were um I believe local registrar's offices are going to be setting up like boop not booths what do they call them booths. drop boxes drop boxes all over the place like, especially like in LA County they're going to have them in you know major areas so it's easier to get to because I believe you know well. Our registrar's office is like way on the outskirts of LA County. Yeah. So it, they're trying to make it easier for people. Also, if you are in the LA area, I think it's the. Oh man, I can't remember. Somewhere is opening for voting like two or three weeks early. It's the. Uh, some Coliseum. I forget what it is. Staples Center? Because I, I, be the I know there's going to be a drop box at Staples Center. I don't even know if it's a drop box. They said that they're opening up like actual like ballot oh, yeah. casting early. Mm-hmm. Oh, also if there is something, you know, like if say if you lost your job during this pandemic and you don't have anything currently going on, right now they need people to work the polls. They are in desperate need of poll workers. They will pay you for your time. Mm-hmm. Get on that if you, you know you have nothing else going on cuz i mean it, it i believe they start at like $16 an hour for poll workers yeah, it's not so, terrible I mean, it's not terrible and you know it's consistent for a month it's not like as soon as the polls close you're done no they actually need you to count them so consider it it's a uh, it's you know it's decent and yeah a good resource I think when this whole thing started, you were counting ballots, Sophie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I I did it. It was, I mean, pretty, it was stupid easy, I'm not going to lie. But I think during that time, I got through, like, I don't know how many audiobooks, because they do just let you listen to music while you're doing it, because I was physically counting ballots. And Sophie got to be on the news. I did. Yeah. um, It was. When COVID hit, so they were like, they don't even have masks and gloves. These people believe it. And they're making them work so closely together. There was nothing implemented yet, so we had, didn't have yeah, were like, <laughs> They were like, look at these poor people dying. And it my mom was like, look at Sophie. (Laughter) <laughs> <laughs> 
no one I knew, like, was I was working with knew about that. And then I showed them because Natalie's mom was like, hey, isn't that Sophie right there? <laughs> I made her rewind. <laughs> I was like, hey. Bitch, is that you? I think that's probably an exact quote. Bitch, is that you? <laughs> that's exactly what you said. <laughs> um, yeah, so. It's easy money. And if you're unemployed already, why not? Why not? And then you can yeah, kind of see how the process is like. Because I never knew what the actual process was like on that end. So it was interesting for me to see that. Um, so yeah, Paul, you're, you're in quarantine again. How is this I am. going on? Um, I'm getting cabin pe- uh, like fever real bad, y'all. It's... Well, I bet. That this time sense. around, I'm like, oh, I mean, I like right before we had just gone on a picnic and we're like, oh, we could make this a regular thing, you know? Exactly. You know? And now this time, I, I haven't even been doing anything. It's like every day I'm just cleaning and then cooking and sitting around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, since you're we are home, many book or Netflix recommendations at the moment. Uh, I watched. I'm thinking of ending things. I think we all ended up watching that yes. because of your recommendation. Very good. I liked it very much. It's very weird. I and had very. Uh, it made very me popular. very anxious. <laughs> yeah, that's like the point of the entire thing. Yeah. No, I had to keep, like, pausing the movie so I could comment to you guys on Snapchat, like, I'm very uncomfortable right now. Yes. <laughs> well, most of his movies are like that. Like, yeah, everyone yeah. knows Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. But that one's less confusing. That one's very much straightforward, and you know what's going on. Well, this one was not horribly confusing. I mean, they tell you right off the bat, like, he is. this is what's going on. This is this guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near the, like, by the end, you know kind of what's going on, but... Yeah. And then his last movie was Synecdoche, New York, which is extremely confusing and weird, but I love that movie, too. Synecdoche? It's a, well, it's a play on Schenectady, but it's Synecdoche. Oh, okay. Yeah, the movie's called Synecdoche. But it's very good, and it stars um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, oh! So the movie is a little old. It's a little old, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen. Um, well, I mean, I've seen the John Malkovich being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I can never remember the full. I'm just like Eternal Something <laughs> of the Other Mind. It's very long. <laughs> but I've also there was. Okay, I don't know if it's the like Kaufman brothers who did it, or it's just about them. There's a movie starring like Nicholas Cage as both Kaufmans, because there's Charlie Kaufman, and I forgot what the other Kaufman is. His brother does like um. They work together. Comedy. Yeah, they're um, they're twins. But Nicholas Cage plays them both. But it just looks like a weird ass fucking dark comedy. And uh, I think Meryl Streep is in it. It looks good, but I have no idea if he helped. They helped create it or not. But it definitely looks more of a dark comedy, and it's just weird that Nicolas Cage is him. It's very interesting. Yeah, I feel like Nicolas Cage will do anything and play anyone for any amount of money. 
Yes, $7. You can put Nicolas Cage in a movie. This is in some like really good movies, and then he's in just some really shitty movies. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you just have a good pitch and like $12, you can get Nicolas Cage Mm -hmm, in a movie. mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. Um, Me and Allie are still reading Twilight. Mm -hmm. Paul, you're going to have to watch it soon. it's oh, coming God. up. It's coming. We're going to be doing the live. Well, I think I we'll be done going. with the book next week. So be prepared, Paul. Yeah. I think we are set to watch the movie on September 27th. Ugh, but... I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've um, never watched it, and I'm very proud of that. Um, uh, if it makes you feel better, the first one is definitely the better of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know if we're going to make you watch the other ones yet. We'll see. We'll see, I, we'll see I, how you feel after. If you're just like, oh my god, I have to know what happens. For all we know, <laughs> me and Natalie are going to be completely over it after we read Midnight Sun. And, and Paul will be upset. With- yeah. So, like, guys, when's the next? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got the, to this part in the book. I just want to talk about this because there was a TikTok <laughs> about it. And it's describing what Bella is wearing when she first meets Edward's family. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to remember something. Stephanie Meyer is Mormon. Mormon. <laughs> so her fashion sense is not. Is she wearing temple garments? <laughs> so she, I mean, basically, <laughs> she's just like it's you know casual wear. I got on this long ass khaki. She didn't say long ass. She just says long khaki skirt. You know, casual enough, <laughs> and a bright blue top. Because Edward likes the color blue. That's so Mormon as shit. <laughs> and then she goes downstairs to meet Edward so they could go to his family's house. And she's like, How do I look? And he's just like, Fucking turned like, on. obsessed with her. He's like, Oh <laughs> my God. You're, You're the most beautiful. You are completely indecent right now. <laughs> it's like, Is she just showing too much angle? What is happening? No, it's like, a floor length khaki skirt, skirt. and like a long sleeve <laughs> shirt. So she's literally showing no skin at all. No skin at all. Nothing. But he is so like turned on by it. I, 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 I am confused. And I do. I have to. She is not described as like a curvy person. So this is basically like plank from from Ed, Ed and Eddie. If it could speak, that's what she looks like. <laughs> basically basically um so that that's where we're at in the reading um you can you can uh listen to more of that later on this week on friday when me and natalie come out with a new episode <laughs> to cover chapters what is it 12 through 18 there you go see natalie knows she's keeping mm-hmm. on it I- mm-hmm. i'm reading it as <laughs> As terrible as it is, as painful as it is. No, it, I'm, we're at the part where, like, I'm starting to drag my feet on reading because I'm like, this is not good. It's so bad. Yeah, you read it and you're like, oh my god, I hate this person. What a horrible, shitty person. Um, yeah. Um, I'm nearly to the end of my horse girl um, erotic fantasy fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, it. It is actually oh, a lot more bearable than Twilight, so. 
um, th that's that's uh, the Onolosi uh, writing club or camp for girls. If you, if Ooh, you maybe, want on that, <laughs> maybe I can make you guys watch um, Wild Hearts Can Never Be Broken. Like that oh. actually, next yeah. movie that we watch oh, because no. I genuinely love that movie. It's so stupid. <sighs> Uh, and as Toby found out recently, based on a, a true story. <laughs> I didn't know it was a true story. Also, I thought it was a fever dream of yours because I'd never heard or seen that movie until you started mentioning it. Mentioning it so much, it's like real. It's, it's real. It's a Disney Ooh. movie. It's a hundred percent real. So, if you're gonna make me watch two horrible movies. Mm -hmm. I have the perfect movie to make both of you watch, which I have actually never seen. Oh. But the movie is called Me and You room? and Everyone We Know. What? I think I've heard of this. And it's from 2005, and it's about a woman starting an online relationship with a man who turns out to be, like, a seven-year-old boy. And <laughs> it, it started the meme <laughs> because the boy says like on their online chat that he wants to poop back and forth forever what does that mean meaning that, that he wants to poop into wants. her butt and then she poops back into his butt so forever. two girls one cup is, is Aww, so that. romantic and sweet and then they plan to meet up and there's a scene. I've seen this scene. She decides and they, to still talk to him after he talks about pooping. Yes, yes. She thinks it's like sweet or something. And the scene is she goes and sits on a park bench where they're supposed to meet. And this little boy is sitting there and she thinks nothing of it. And he keeps staring at her and she looks over and realizes what's happening. And she just gets up and leaves. <laughs> well, that's that's a relief. Well, at least she's like, not today. For the but imagine that you fall in love with a six-year-old boy online. Ooh, no I don't know. I already am critical of grown-ass men right? online. Could you imagine so I don't being know. okay that's with the bullshit like, that some six-year-old is saying? Like, oh, God, not one of these. Uh, 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 that's why I'm like, oh, no, this poor woman okay. has to be like yeah, mentally It's like when Ill. you're talking to someone and they're like, send me pictures of your feet. And I'm like, not for free. <laughs> Yeah, get that cash. <laughs> um, oh, here, I have a quote. Oh, wonderful. The quote is, I'll poop into her butthole, and then she'll poop it back into my butthole, and then we'll just keep doing it back and forth with the same poop, back and forth, forever. Do seven-year-olds find that romantic? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know if there are any seven year olds listening to this please let us know uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, little God. Sophie no <laughs> she is not seven she oh, is five <laughs> she will be turning six this year and um, that is that content is too old for her so <laughs> I think all of our content is too old for her <laughs> And well, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, um, I have a, re a redaction from last week. Um, so I told you that the neighborhood cat that was basically our, you know, you know, head honcho of the cats around here, Chakal, mm -hmm. uh, was randomly hit by a car and passed away. 
in a terrible manner, I might add. Um, he uh, was actually found alive, um, and it was discovered that the cat that was killed was the neighbor's cat, um, which led to uh, a weird conversation between my mom's boyfriend and the neighbor the other day. Um, but yeah, now he's still alive. So, I mean, good for our cat, but not so much the neighbor's cat, but... My mom requested speed bumps for this street. <laughs> oh, good. So maybe maybe that'll help. Um, anyways, yeah, uh, last week we said in his memory, vote for Robin in the, what is it? The Ma- America's Favorite Pet Contest. America's How is Robin doing? Um, How is he doing? Is right it still now. going? He is in third place. Okay, so we we need to get him back up there because Chuck the voting, the voting ends for this one in two days. Okay, oh so everyone who is listening today, which would be Wednesday the sixteenth, you need to you need to go on and just vote real quick. Just vote, just do it. Make it happen for Robin. He might Robin be needs one. this. He's gonna have a thousand surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> He needs it. He doesn't he need it. Basically, Tiny Tim of cats. He's very sickly. He's Tiny Meow Meow. Mm-hmm. Tiny Meow Meow. <laughs> tiny, tiny Meow Meow. A vote for Tiny Meow Meow is a vote for Baby Michelada. Yes. <laughs> also, Tiny Meow Meow's real name is Robin. Please don't <laughs> yes. a cat named Tiny Meow Meow. He's a black and white kitten named but Robin. There is a cat vote named Tiny Meow Meow. That cat should also get a vote. Yeah. Death. Ooh, petition to get um, Alex to rename Robin Tiny Meow Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'll ask him. Okay, thank you. Oh, um... We, we, could, we don't have to talk about it because this bitch doesn't have a name. She has the fucking audacity. You hear about J.K. Rowling? Oh yes. my fucking god. She just keeps bringing up trans people so then she, she could promote her anti-trans book. There's that, something that's wrong That's what with the her. was. I guess. Like, like, why go through all of this? Like, you really doubled down. Yeah, now, now it's, um, she has no career now. Also, and Hagrid defended her. Oh, yes. <sighs> I saw that and I was so upset. I was like, how can you do this? I... Yeah, the actor who plays Hagrid, what's his name, Robbie Coltrane? Or... He's just like, people just get offended to be offended these days. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, she's saying, Harry, you're a witch. Well, I. Well, I hope he doesn't have any more of a career left either. I mean, have you seen him in anything since Harry Potter? I have. No. Yeah, he was just in something with. I uh, he was just in a show with um, the lady that played Umbridge. They were like a married couple. It was on Netflix. Oh, how weird! What? I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was like a crime show. Like he was. um, He was. Accused of raping someone or something, and she stands by him or something ridiculous. I didn't oh, watch it. It looked really like something I didn't want to watch, you know? Where yeah. they're like, 
this woman's destroying this poor man's reputation. How dare she? Kind of thing, you know. Mm. He's a good man. No, he's not. He <laughs> raped a woman. He raped a lady. Yeah. You're like, people don't You're the idiot who stayed with him. This idea that, like, girls are just accusing people of rape for no reason is, like, insanity. Let's stop victim blaming. It's never, it's never yeah. to get ahead, dudes. Mm -hmm. It will ruin your life more than it will the person you're accusing. Mm -hmm. So, let, let's, I mean, granted, yes, sometimes there are false accusations, but for the most part, people coming, you know, being public about that, they, they're literally just trying to get the truth out there. So, stop it. Stop. Snap. All right, we had a poll this week to, uh, you know, I don't know, to engage people in. And we asked, are you more spooky and kooky or are you more kinky and winky? Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I, my, uh, myself, I said I was more spooky and kooky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm more spooky and kooky. I oh. put kinky and winky. Okay, Aww. okay. So 71% said they were more spooky and kooky. Oh. 29% uh, said they were more kinky and winky. Oh. So, I mean... And 1% said they were tinky winky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lala. <laughs> Paul is Poe. I'm Poe. Aww. No dipsy yet, so sad. No. So sad. Did this is die? a trio. <laughs> Not a quartet. Um, anyways, if uh, that is something to go off of, we're talking ghosts this week. But, um, but not special just kind of ghosts. ghosts. Special one. Special ghosts. Sexy. Special. That very special ghost. Sexy, sexy, um, sexy ghost. Sexy ghost. That's right. Sexy ghost. We're talking ghost lovers. And, you know, people who enjoy having sex with ghosts. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is a thing. Um, it, I believe the actual, like, term for it is uh, spectrophilia, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. That so, means enough people have had sex with ghosts. That it's there's a, a term for it. And, uh, yeah. Who, who wants to talk about their story first? Um, I could, I could go first if you want me to. All right. I have a story. Um, I love a good story. Ooh. So I actually purchased a book. <gasps> a book. I know no one ever has books anymore. No. Just Twilight. <laughs> and <laughs> horse girl books. It's just all Twilight and horse girl books. There's nothing else. There's no in between. So this book main is... character, by the way, horse girl. Yes. <laughs> we should write a horse girl book. We could. Ooh, can she fall in we... love with someone that's a horse vampire? And that like becomes human. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, please don't look at me. You won't love me if you know who I really am. <laughs> and she like na like neighs and like the sunlight <laughs> happens like a werehorse. Oh my god, a werehorse is a thing? Hey. That, I figured out our concept, guys. 
It's like a reverse horse girl. It's a girl who falls in love with a horse who turns out to be a man. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, on True Blood, whatever the hell Sam was, I think there is like a horse version of that. You know, because like there was people like there was wear panthers and shit and wear coyotes. So I'm sure a horse, you know, isn't out of you know the realm of things of possibilities. There. Uh huh. We can make it happen. Let's, we can let's do, do this. It. We can write this book. Sounds I mean, if quarantine is trying to me anything, it's definitely the time to get weird hobbies. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this book is called Awakened Unearthly Stories of Love and Sex. Ooh, beautiful. By, by, by Rachel Lux, which I could not find anything about her. Um, on her Amazon profile, she has no picture, no description, and no other books written. Ooh, she's basic. She is her own ghostwriter. She is. I think she's a man because Mystery. the way that this book is written is definitely like men writing women, and you'll see why. Okay, perfect. So there's two Ooh, stories. Did all of her emotion. Can you tell from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just all over my nipples. Very erect, so obviously excitement. Okay, you're spoiling my story right now, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. Natalie, let the man talk. Sorry. <laughs> so there's actually two stories within this book. The first okay. one is called The Cat, and it's about a magical cat that visits this woman and teaches her how to love again. Oh. And then the second okay. story is the one I'm going to tell, which is called The Widow. Mm-hmm. So the story starts with a woman walking around an old cabin. The cabin has no furnishings. Uh, there's no rugs. There's literally a couch and a bed. And a calendar it's on the for some room. Yeah, basically. And she describes the couch as a butter soft leather golden color. What? I think it's disgusting. So she I don't knows- want to the color of butter. No, like oh. golden butter. Butter is not an appealing color. It's not. It's like a pale yellow. You don't want furniture like that. Did he mean maybe, did they mean like it was like sinking into butter? I don't know. Well, they said butter soft. So maybe butter soft is the texture and golden, but she said it's a golden color. I don't know. Gold is also an ugly color for a couch. For a leather couch? Yeah. That sounds awful. So she says that she would often forget to change out of her clothes, so she would just wear her nightgown all the time, because she didn't pack any underwear. Um, Why are you um, calling me Yeah, it's called depression. You're not special. (laughs) (laughs) I've been wearing the same thing since yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) The only clothes that she had were thrown into a suitcase that sat on her bedroom floor. Depression. (laughs) It checks out. So she would just stand in front of her bedroom doors for lengths of time, like for hours. She would just stand there and she would imagine her husband standing in front of him and how he would look in his suit that she remembers that he had perfectly combed chocolate hair. Um, While she's standing there, she catches a glimpse of herself in the glass of the door. Mm-hmm. 
Anne describes herself as a pale-faced form with long, dark hair and glossy black eyes. So she's a terrifying monster. <laughs> Is she the, like, girl from The Grudge? <laughs> Basically. Wearing, like, a fucking muumuu. Yeah. <laughs> so, La Llorona. Uh, yes. Okay. And I like this. She says that her breasts showed clearly through the fabric of her nightgown. Why is your nightgown that thin? As she was Don't staring at cold? As she was staring at her breasts, she thought about the first time her husband had touched them. Mm. Her breasts remembered his hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean a lot of this is direct quotes from the book, so <laughs> a familiar heat pooled in her sex. In her sex? In her sex. Okay. Why do they always refer to it as such? I don't yes. know. Her instead of saying like my vagina or my coochie, she says and my they can't sex. say that. It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's even weirder than saying your coochie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's I feel like fine. I would... Use a metaphor for it, but why did it have to be mixed in her flower? <laughs> that would have been better, or even to be like in my hoo ha. <laughs> I would have loved it if it said hoo ha. Like that would have made it. It would have been and better. Write this writer and say you need to change it. It would be so much better. Obviously, you didn't have an editor. We can't write her because there's no information on her. Because God damn, she's a man. Right. Damn it, Paul. <laughs> so she thought, how long has it I'm, been? I'm fully invested. As you do. That's so what she- um, I, the widow, would probably think too. Mm-hmm. So she goes to her, someone touched my tits, my breasts, my beautiful see-through breasts. <laughs> so she goes to the kitchen and looks through her calendar. And for some, <laughs> it, yeah, she has a calendar. She doesn't have any furniture, but she definitely has a calendar on her fucking wall. And <laughs> she looks at the date. It's May twenty-third. I don't know why that's important, but it is. Um. And she thinks to herself, and I don't know how she even fucking knows this. She goes, it's been two months, four days, and 16 hours since my husband has died. Oh, Oh my God. Um, Weird side note. Not today. Like yesterday, I discovered via TikTok that there is an entire musical movie based on the music from, uh, I think it's the Thompson twin or... You know, the guys who do the 500 miles in a hot foot walk, 500 more. There is a musical based off their oh, wait, music, and it's like it super I think so. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I need to find it and track it down and watch it, because like you that would be a That'd be fun. My, my chapstick fell. <gasps> Not randomly, I actually tapped it. <laughs> Did a ghost force your hand? It might have. It might have. You never know. I'm gonna drink for my nerves now. Drink for you. I already finished my drink. Oh. Okay. How are you nervous? Um, nervous. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been 
525,600 minutes since her husband died. And so she decides to flip I back just, on the <laughs> when So the first time I sang it, and I was like, since she's been a widow. That's <laughs> my addition to that. Uh, we could sing a song about this porn. <laughs> is there a musical porn yet? There yes, has to be. There is, there is. Oh, why you don't, let's watch that. It's it's straight <laughs> porn though. I saw it posted on Reddit. Why um, would they make it straight if obviously musicals are for the gays? Yeah. There's only one song and it's about a stepbrother and sister. Oh god. Oh. Yeah. Lame. But it is a musical porn. Okay. Well, they need to work on that genre. Mm-hmm. We should work on that one too. Ooh, I know we yeah. have other movies under our boat that we're trying to work on, but that one I think is more important. We could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone could, it's us. Mm-hmm. So, as this bitch is looking at her calendar, she decides to flip She's back. She's a widow, Paul. Have some respect. <laughs> have some respect for her perky boobs that are peeking out through her nightgown. Mm-hmm. So, she decides to flip back to her birthday to reminisce her 33rd birthday. Why does she need to flip through the calendar to remember her birthday? <laughs> I don't know, but she flips back to the day, and she remembers her 33rd birthday. Her husband took her to a fancy restaurant, and then when they got home, he took her over the back of the couch. Romantic. Because she asked him to. Oh, that does change things. He even left his glasses on. (laughs) Wow. It lasted eight minutes. (laughs) And she remembers looking at the DVD screensaver on the TV as it happened. Why was it on? They they had just left the house and come back. Why was it left on? I don't know. They're wasting a lot of energy, though. Yes, they are. I mean, it couldn't have been that great if she was paying attention to the DVD screen. She remembers it hitting the corners. Oh my god. Yeah, if you're paying that much attention... It wasn't good sex. Maybe it wasn't great. Uh, I mean, it was only eight minutes, so she could deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, yeah! But that's like when it hits the corner. Uh, he's like, oh my god, you're really into this. Right? <laughs> uh... So after reminiscing, <laughs> days go by. So she's sitting on the porch wearing no bra because mm-hmm. she liked the way her breasts felt against her tank top. Mm-hmm. That's why all of us, none of us wear bras because mm-hmm. we love the way it feels against yeah. scratchy clothing. <laughs> it's very sensual. Mm-hmm. All she can hear is the... Also, sec- like, society just loves it, you know? <laughs> we yes. don't ever get weird looks. No, never. You're supposed to never wear a bra. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting out there, and she can hear the... Okay, I don't know. What are the bugs called? They're called cicadas, right? Or c- cicadas? Cicadas. 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 So she hears cicadas. And she says her husband hated the cicadas, but her husband had purchased the cabin for her. Because she loves cicadas. And then she... <laughs> She reminisces about when they bought the cabin. It was their 10th wedding anniversary, Uh and they both forgot. 
Her husband, he bought her a cabin. These are very rich people. <laughs> right. How annoying. They remind me of like on Shit Creek, you know, when he buys the city as like a joke. <laughs> but then that's all they have. Uh-huh. So her husband got home late. And he gets home and he's like, you've been distant. I can tell. And she's like, what the fuck do you want from me? You get home late. Am I supposed to sleep during the day and be attentive during the night? Like, we've been married 10 years. I'm tired of your shit. Exactly. And so in her thoughts, she's thinking, so fuck me or yell at me or hit me. Just do something. What? And then he pulls her aside and he's like, hey, I bought you a cabin. Here's some pictures. And that's how it happened. Okay. So, she's, so after she's done reminiscing, she's sitting out on the porch and the sun is high in the sky. Mm. And she remembers her mother warning her not to stare at the sun. Mm-hmm. She then stares directly at the sun. <laughs> she's like, take that, mom. <laughs> You never and loved me. I don't know what the point of that was, but she stares at the sun. She's defiant, and Paul. It makes her kind of blind. She's you know finally, how you get sparklies and because that's the whole point of not staring at the sun. Yeah. And then, as soon as her eyesight comes back, she feels a soft breeze blow by, and it makes her breasts <gasps> come to sharp little points. Mm-hmm. She remembers her husband giving attention to her breasts. He just walks over and like honks her. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is my favorite quote from the whole story. I think mm-hmm. he would touch her there with the same focus that one might apply to eating a particularly good sandwich. What? <laughs> Please do not touch my boobs the way you would touch a sandwich. I don't. I don't. I don't subscribe to this. It's so fucking stupid. (laughs) Why didn't? Why didn't he touch her there gently? She thinks he would have if she had asked, but she never did. What a moron! A strong breeze blows, and she cries. I'm not a horrible person, I promise. This is just stupid. Like, Damn you, wind! <laughs> it was the first time she cried since he died. How did he die? It <laughs> never says. <laughs> uh, it's okay. like he wouldn't. It was. It's too painful for her to remember. He mm. wouldn't stop eating her fucking sandwich boobs. <laughs> I mean. That makes sense. He was eating sandwich poop. And then one day she finally got him. She said, no, not anymore. (laughs) And then he died of starvation. Uh, What kind of um, sandwiches do you think her boobs are? (laughs) It's like a hoagie. (laughs) (laughs) Like a French dip. Oh, maybe it's like a torta, you know? You got you got some beans in there, mm-hmm. and maybe some onion, some salsa, some chorizo. Oh, there's definitely chorizo. Or it's like one of those mojado ones. Some <laughs> 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 you know, nice like perky bolillo boobs. 
I just heard my mom shout. I would cry. I just heard my mom yell from the kitchen. And look at my chiles. <laughs> I think appropriate uh, for this talk. I think very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. It's like she knows what I'm saying. <laughs> so later that oh, night, still she, <laughs> she awoke lo- alone in her bed. Her nightgown was wet with sweat. So she took it off and laid there naked. Okay. <laughs> A breeze blows through the room. And she can feel him next to her. She rolls against him and feels his body. His warmth. She runs her hands through his hair and smells his distinct shampoo. She knows that it's him. And then he spends two full pages sucking on her boobs. Mm. Mm. In, In like vivid detail. And then... Very, very explicit, descriptive sex happens. Okay. Oh. And I'm not going to describe it because it's basically porn. Because it is smut, but... <laughs> you can only imagine. You can only imagine this widow banging her dead husband. Can you imagine, like, accidentally walking in on this and being like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> You can't see anything, but... <laughs> She's just rolling around. <laughs> it's like that scene from Scary Movie with What's-Her-Face, Tori Spelling. <laughs> yes. Just like that. <laughs> and then, okay, so up until now, throughout the book, to denote, like, days or passages of time, it does, like, the three asterisks, and then it goes on to the next thing. Okay. So it does this after they're done having sex, as if time has passed. And then they have sex again, which is just as detailed. Oh my god. And then, after they're done, they lay there kissing for like a good while. And then they have sex again in very excruciating detail. I mean, um, does she get any closure about her husband's death at all during any of this? So. She's like, what killed you? (laughs) After everything is done is that she's falling into a deep sleep and she can hear him whisper, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Did he kill himself? I don't know. Maybe. It doesn't really say. One of my favorite things, though, is while they're having sex, she's like, I could feel him inside me, but it feels different. Thicker. Okay. I mean, then I would think I would suggest that's probably not her husband. (laughs) So (laughs) she's having sex with a random gardener (laughs) who happens to buy the same shampoo because shampoo is not that. There's like two kinds of shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. The one that smells like menthol, and then the other one. (laughs) The one that smells like grass. Yeah. So, when she awoke, she wasn't sure if any of it had actually happened or if it was a dream. Mm -hmm. She woke to an empty bed, but she could still smell his scent. She looked at the open doors of the cabin, and she imagined a stranger walking by in the night and seeing her vulnerable. It gave her a thrill. But then she remembered his smell, and she cried. And then she laughed. Okay. Later on, she goes outside to stand on the empty porch. 
She takes off her clothes and she runs through the grass naked. Mm-hmm. The end. Cool. <laughs> uh, perfect ending. Perfect ending. She felt, she felt free. The guilt was gone. She can now run naked while her breasts caress the corn. Some shit. <laughs> they would probably write something like that. I think that a stranger came by and just like had sex with her and she was okay with it. Probably. Yeah, she was so lonely. But no, it was the ghost of her husband. Mm. It, it was like it was like the Britney Spears song says, "My loneliness is killing me, and I, I must confess, I still believe still in in, in ghosts in their sex." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's what she believes in. Yes, checks out. Checks out. It does check out. You know. I wonder if she just had like some bad rye bread, you know, and like it caused her to hallucinate. <laughs> she does hallucinate. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Because rye bread can do that. Yes. Rye bread is what they make LSD out of. I mean, I don't know how they make LSD. Rye bread, like the sandwich. Yeah. That r- boobs represented. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See. Like pastrami All on the- rye boobs. Oh, maybe that's what her boobs are. Pastrami on rye. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> Who else has a story? I have a story. Ooh. Wonderful. It's nothing like a ghost sex over and over, but I think it's still a little entertaining. Okay, okay. I mean, we were expecting ghost sex, so I want to see (laughs) what happens. All right. So, my story uh, revolves around Amanda Large Tagoo. Tagoo! I think that's how the last name is pronounced. I'm not sure. It's T-E-A-G-U-E. Tug? Teague? Teague? I don't know. Tug? I don't know. Um, that's her name. Anyway, so Amanda, um, what did, so she didn't grow up very religious. Um, she started to get into meditating after she lost her son, Thomas. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. She, uh, he died. Uh, is it Sid? Sid's when the kid just oh, yeah. died. die. Um, when Southern he was like infant. death syndrome, SIDS. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that happened when he was like three months old. Oh, geez. Yeah, and then from there, she got really involved in like spiritualism, uh, and meditation, and the idea that you can communicate with spirits from the other side. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because you know she wanted to talk to her little boy. Um, but mm-hmm. she got like, really good t- at it in the sense that spirits were constantly coming and trying to talk with her and communicate with her. And she can have full conversations and um, bring certain spirits to her. Mm-hmm. And so one day she was meditating and um, not trying to contact anyone, just kind of meditating, trying to get herself in line, you know. 
And this man comes and interrupts her while she's meditating. And she's like, okay, rude. Please leave me alone. I'm having a good time. You know, like when you're in a bar with your friends and some creepy guys, like, can I get you a drink? And you're like, it's okay. Thanks. Um, I'm actually here with my friends. And they're like, ah, well, that's what I get for being a good guy. Just like that. <laughs> um, and so he can't bother <laughs> her like they do. And eventually she's like, fine, let me just talk to this guy. He's not going to leave me alone. And so they start talking. And it turns out you're like, oh, this guy is actually kind of interesting. Um, I like this guy. So if that teaches any of you guys anything, keep bothering girls. It works. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Eventually they'll say yes. They side, say note, no. side note, please don't. Please. I don't <laughs> want you approaching me. Um, after quarantine and uh, COVID is done, um, please remain six feet away from me at all times. Thank you. Please proceed. <laughs> okay. Um, so she found out that his name is Jack Tug. I'm probably butchering the last name. Um, okay. he is a pirate that's over 300 years dead. Um, and also has the moniker Jack Sparrow. Uh-huh. That was his pirate name, but his real name is Jack Two. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Anything to do with um, Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Why would you? Why would you say that? That's that's ridiculous. No, um, they're not even related. Just why would you even say that? So you mean I don't even know woman... how you came to that conclusion. So you, what you're saying is this woman does not have a cutout of the Johnny Depp Jack Sparrow anywhere in her house? Oh, no, no. She definitely has one, but like that has nothing to do with this. That okay. just happens to be... If, okay. But just, she already had that before, and like this happened. No. It's like, ha ha, how funny. What a, what a coincidence. Weird, weird coincidence. I was already obsessed mm-hmm. with old pirates. Okay. Um, so she started to have a connection with Jack. Like they really got on pretty well. And they were talking for a couple years and they started having a romantic relationship. And I know you guys are asking, like, how was the sex? Rom- yeah, you're like, um, romantic, how he's a ghost. Well, I just want you to know it was very sexual. Oh. They had ghost sex all the time. Okay. Uh-huh. Now we're talking. Yeah. Um, she doesn't get too into detail, but just know, guys, Jack uh, was a real giver, and he always made sure that Amanda was taken care of. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, with relationships like that, not all good things last forever, which is so sad. That is sad. Mm-hmm. So... Couple years into the marriage, Amanda starts to notice like she's starting her her energy levels are really down, and she's just like emotionally and not where she was, and physically she's not feeling well, and her organs are starting to fail on her somehow. Like, what like, the oh, fuck? Like, my kidney isn't working right now, and like oh my lungs, like her body's just failing her, y'all. And um, she's like, what is going on? 
don't understand. I am a perfectly healthy person. Um, also, if you, uh, side note, there's nothing to do. If you were to look at pictures of her, you'd be like, this woman smoked her entire teenage years. Like, <laughs> just like all British teenagers. I'm pretty sure she smoked like a chimney. <laughs> yes. Um, so she. Okay. Started- okay. So, uh, to, to add on to your side note, because I've seen a uh-huh. picture of this woman, she looks like she's Bellatrix Lestrange's sister. Like, <laughs> like that is what she looks like. <laughs> And you cannot convince me that that isn't the truth. That is Lena Bonham <laughs> Carter's sister. It's like if Bellatrix Lestrange had to go to like Muggle school <laughs> and got in with like the popular kids, and they just all smoked all the time, <laughs> like yes. down by the docks. Exactly. Exactly. With this, like the salt water, the salt wind in London was not kind to her. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Ireland. She is from Belfast, which also says a lot if you know anything about the people from Belfast. Um, They had hard lives. They have hard lives in Belfast. Um, So it turns out that Jack was stealing her life force from her. Oh, no. He was essentially trying to, like, possess her because he was like, I'm over being dead. I don't like this anymore. I want to be alive. And so it, it, in doing her research, she realized, like, so most spirits are only in our realm for a limited time after they pass. Mm-hmm. If they want to stay here longer, they have to get that energy from somewhere. And hmm. so she was actually his third victim. She, um, I don't know how she figured out she was a third victim, but she was like, oh, my God, he's trying to kill me. Um, he's a black widow. He's trying to steal my life force. So she actually had herself exercised to get rid of him. And that's how she, that's what she can, so she ended up like divorcing him through exorcism. I mean, that seems pretty final. So that checks out. Yeah. It was very hard. It was really just sad. You know, this was her husband. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that not only was a blue beard, <laughs> Jack Sparrow was a dick. Not only to find out that it was a lie because he was essentially just trying to use her, but she he was trying to kill her. <laughs> and she no longer meditates, and she no longer connect. Uh, tries to connect with the spiritual side. Oh no! It's so sad because like now she doesn't have that connection with her son and all the other ghosts tragic jack really took so much from her yeah no that's fucked up yeah fuck that selfish ass ghost she she deserved better uh, fuck jack sparrow yeah fuck Fuck jack sparrow fuck that pussy um and that's the the very oh and then um um, Amanda would also like people to stop being so mean to her. She's mm-hmm. going through a hard time. She is going through really hard. You know, going through divorce is hard mm-hmm. on everyone. Divorce is so hard, especially when you have such a public split mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, public split because, like, you're the one that brought attention to it, and then you're like, please, guys, I need my privacy. Oh. Jack and I have broken up. He yeah. went back to JB, JB Jones' locker. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I know, it's so sad. It's really sad. Everyone leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Guys, she's going through a hard time. Divorce is hard. Her ghost husband is no longer with her. She was in an abusive relationship. Yeah, she was. That's essentially what it was. Yes. He was stealing her energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She survived. She, guys, she's a survivor. Wow. Uh, please give her privacy in this hard time. All right. So okay. um, I'm going to follow this up with another story of a British woman who is just like, I'm going to start fucking ghosts. <laughs> British people love to fuck ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they have more of them than we do, maybe. I, I mean, it makes sense. It has so much history. That is true. And they just, like, love to murder people tragically, so. That, too. Um, so this woman's name is Amethyst Realm. I'm not sure if that is her real name, but that is the name that she gave on the talk show that she went on to discuss her interest in ghost sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That um, interest we all have. Yeah. Um, she is 30 years old, so uh, of our generation. Oh, and um, so she... she the voice of our generation. Yes. I did say she was British already, but she also looks like a horse girl in the sense that she has Robert Plant hair, if you can describe that <laughs> or picture that. Um, you, you have the image of Amethyst Realm in your head. Mm-hmm. So um, her profession is she is a spiritual guidance counselor, and I'm really upset at this talk show and the articles following her appearance on this talk show because they never expanded upon that in any of her interviews. So, like, I'm not sure if she's the person you go to for, like, ghostly advice or if she tells you what crystals to use to help your depression. I feel like either one, you know, would qualify as a spiritual guidance counselor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, really, if about no, you know, no back background info on that but anyways so this all started a few years ago she was engaged and living with a man who uh traveled a lot for work he um because you know she was a spiritual guidance counselor she could work from home so she was constantly home but like he would be gone for weeks at a time sometimes and you know yeah it's really hard They had recently moved into a new home, and so she was there alone a lot of the time, fixing it up, doing shit by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, mind you, this is England, so is it an old house? I don't fucking know. Maybe. Um, House is in England kind of old? You would think, but they have a lot of um, newer housing developments that all kind of look Mm the same. So it depends on where she's at. They didn't really say, which is annoying. Anyways, so uh, while doing housework by herself, she started to feel a presence whenever she went into the spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. And um, she described this feeling as like someone was breathing on her neck. And she was just hyper aware that she wasn't alone in the room anytime she entered it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, what does this bitch do? Keep she, going into that room. Yes. That, and she decides that 
She's into it and tries to entice the spirit by wearing a negligee into the room while they were alone. And uh, apparently that worked. Uh, She she did give a brief description of the uh, encounter and these type of encounters and says, though she couldn't feel any weight on her, she could feel the sensation of stroking. And just, you know, pleasure. Got so, it. she says it wasn't like she was suddenly aroused and, you know, decided, oh, this is what sex with a ghost is. She said she was actually f- feeling physical sensations. So, there's that. And, um, yeah, so she and this ghost had a full-on heated affair. And eventually her uh, fiancé found out because the phantom appeared in the spare room window one day when he was driving up. And thinking that this phantom was an actual man, her fiancé was like, hey, what the fuck is there a random dude doing in the spare room? Like, what the fuck? And this led to her uh, admitting to the affair with the ghost. Oh my god. The guy was like, what the fuck? And, you know, he called it off. He got out. He he broke up with her. And um, eventually this leads to her breaking up with the ghost as well. Um, oh, no. He ruined her marriage. Well, potential marriage. They were just mm. engaged. Oh. And um, she thinks the ghost had become really attached and he got jealous or they got jealous. And that's why um, they revealed itself, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he was just like, hey, I'm here. I'm fucking your lady. And what? And she, yeah. But that was her first encounter. And then over the course of 10 years, she said she had 20 ghost lovers after that. And uh, she would not go back to relationships with men after having all of these relationships with ghosts because she I mean, found. How do you go back when you found the perfect? Yeah, she met, found them. You know? A very uh, those relationships a lot more fulfilling than with people. So where did you keep finding these ghosts? Um, I mean, like, here's walk through a new house, and she's like, "Oh yeah." That's why I wanted to know, like, what oh, yeah. it does the spiritual guidance counselor job entail? Because maybe this would give us more info, but it did not. You hear my mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did hear that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And so, uh, recently, in, like, the last year, this talk show she went on, I think the episode aired in October of last year. hmm So, while she was in the Australian bush... Jesus Christ. Superstar. I don't know what she's saying. Anyway, so, um, yeah, she was in the Australian bush for work. work. Granted, I fucking don't know what she does. I wish I did because, you know, this would give us some more insight, but they never go over it. Yes. Um, she meets a spirit, and this spirit would become the spirit of her dreams. Ooh. And, um, okay, this is a weird, not a weird side note, but I feel like it's relevant. So I was watching another podcast. It was like one of those podcasts that they record and just put on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, covering this story, and the host is an Australian journalist. Anyways, he was talking about how there's this weird, sp- 
spirit energy specifically in the Australian bush. And he said one time while he was filming a documentary out in the bush, he was doing a story on an Aboriginal tribe. He said he and his boom. Gu I'm sorry, hold on. Can you hear her? Not right now. Not right now. Anyways, he was um, saying that he and his boom guy ended up getting spirit attachments while they were out there filming. Mm -hmm. Not that they, you know, were trying to attract them or anything. It just happened. The elders of the tribe sensed it immediately and had to perform a ceremony to rid them of these attachments because these spirits were known on uh, wrecking havoc on the home lives of people they attached to because they, um, well, they, I mean, they're already known within the tribe because they've, they're spirits that are there that are mourning their husbands and always trying to bind themselves to men as a result. And they just kind of fuck up shit for their partners out of jealousy. So that was a weird tidbit where I was like, ooh, girl, maybe that wasn't a good choice, you know, going with the Australian bush ghost, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so um, this connection between her and this spirit is, I mean, it was really intense from the get-go. And she said when they met, um, they had sex right there on that day out in the bush. Oh. Like, it was, it was instant. And it was a strong enough spirit that it followed her home, and she said she joined the Mile High Club <laughs> on her way back home. Oh, and no. Last year, while on a tour of England's Wookiee Caves, um, they, they look like the Carlsbad Caverns of England, basically. That's the type of caverns they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if she was giving this tour or if she was just a tourist, a tourist. Um, but uh, the spirit proposed to Amethyst on a, the tour of the caves. Oh, so romantic! Extremely romantic. Also, I have a side note about these caves. So apparently, they're haunted. There is a local legend about a witch who lived in the caves, and uh, she cursed a young couple so their romance would fail. Oh, and no. the man, he became a monk as a result because, you know, he couldn't move on. And so what did he do? He went to the cave that he knew the witch lived in, and he blessed the waters. So when he finally saw the witch, he splashed her with it, and she became petrified. And supposedly there is a formation in that cave that is the witch. So I love that he went through all that trouble. He got <laughs> ordained. He became a monk. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, I'm gonna Water fuck up bitch. this bitch. They did Damn actually bitch. find skeletal remains in there, and um, they have it on display in the museum that is there. And um, yeah, it's been on. It's been featured on shows like Most Haunted. And things of that nature. So, I mean, they they do have, like, evidence of paranormal things there on tape. So, weird, weird connection. Um, anyways, because, you know, this story got hype and the caves found out, like, the engagement happened. 
They mm -hmm. offered the couple the space as a venue for their wedding, but uh, no word on if they have taken up the offer yet. And uh, so far, the engagement still seems like it's on. Amethyst has even since gone on to talk shows to talk about how she's been researching potentially having phantom babies with the spirit. Because oh. she she what? would like them to have um, a know, family offspring, yeah. And um, but uh, she said she researched it a bit, but she doesn't really know what like the fuzzy details are. So I mean, I think she saw one thing and said maybe, maybe that's a thing. Um, She's gonna have ghost babies. What is labor like for that? I don't know. She was saying like. Well, usually people can't bring them to term because, like, they're not strong enough mentally for it. So she's, like, trying to prep herself. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that wouldn't Wouldn't work. that be, like, the Antichrist? <laughs> yes. Um, so, well, I mean, if we're going by American Horror Story. But, um, so I was on another website that was talking about this particular case. It was one of those spiritual New Age websites. And they were condemning the shit out of this woman. They're just like this moron, fucking getting. Well, she wants to bring a ghost well, she, baby. They think that this is a fucking demon trying to fuck with you know a human, playing with the emotions to basically you know try and either leech off of her, like you you know you suggested in your your story is a possibility, or you know. To create this anti-Christ figure that would kind of lead to their connection to the mortal realm. So, like, they're not about it. I wonder if, um, like, to jump off of my story of the ghost trying to latch onto life through a host. I wonder if that's what this ghost is trying to do. I mean, like, if it can impregnate with her with its own energy... Mm. And then, like, suck all of her life force into this weird ghost fetus, and then, like, be born I mean, with the consciousness of that man. And then the Antichrist is born. Uh huh. Mm hmm. I mean, uh, these people were trying to go more into detail, like, how would uh, that the whole phantom baby process work? They're like, they would need a phys like, an actual man to basically carry the seed, but, you know, he'd be, um, he would have to pos be possessed by the spirit at the time. And I'm just like, the fact that people are thinking about this is scaring me. I don't like that. No, I don't. I don't, I don't like that either. I don't, I don't like that idea at all. No. Um, that reminds me of like the Bride of Chucky and how they had a weird baby that was a demon. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not good. But um, yeah, mm. that, that's, that's where my story ends. I mean, there is a lot of little, like, side details, but to me, that just means, like, no, I think she's being fucking tricked into this. <laughs> it seems like it. She's... I think this ghost is just using her. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it sounds just like the Jack Sparrow case, if, you know. But this woman should know better if she's supposed to be, like, a spiritual guidance counselor. I just fucking wish that they would tell us what that was. <sighs> Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Anyways, um, yeah, that that was that was my story. Um, ghost lovers scare the shit out of me. I mean, we haven't even talked about like succubi. 
So that's even more terrifying from what I've heard. I mean, well, I guess these would all qualify as succubi, but I think they eat your soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe there's something there. Mine just wanted to eat her boobs like a sandwich. Uh-huh. I think yours was sweeter in the sense that it was supposed to be her husband. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, but for all we know, they were trying to impregnate her and there was, um, you know, demon mm-hmm. things happening. It could happen. It could happen. Could happen. This is scary. This is scary. It. I mean, it. It sounds funny at first, and then you're like, "Oh no!" And then you get Rosemary's baby. Yes. Yes. Yes, Or um, what's his face? Nathan from American Horror Story. That was his name, right, Nathan? Mm. Wasn't it Michael? Michael. Michael Landon, because he was the Antichrist or something. Maybe I think his like real name is. I don't know. <laughs> I have Maybe no I'm idea. just remembering the name Landon and thinking it's Nathan. Michael mm. Landon. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He I mean, was granted, a bitch. Granted, um, I don't like how easy it was to kill him, but I do like that he was hit by a car. Well, it's because he was young when he got yeah. hit by hmm They had to go back in time to do it. Yes. When he was weak. Because mm-hmm. he was a bitch. Um, anyways, who lied last week for... Well, oh, I want to... So, so my poltergeist story, I forgot to tell you guys because I totally forgot, was the, um, the escort whose um, like sugar daddy died yeah. and was haunting mm-hmm. her. True story. That was real. Okay. I know. Okay, go on. Now we can go back. Well, I didn't. So my poltergeist oh, story was about that poltergeist in like the what was it? The priest house or something? It was like the most famous case in like Britain history or something. That one was true. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was, it was very true and well documented too. I mean, that family came from it. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. famous people. They are famous people. Um, my story about Jeeves, not Jeeves, Peeves, the poltergeist from Harry Potter. Jeeves, um, <laughs> the butler ghost. The butler no, ghost. the search engine. Oh, was a good, Paul. Ask Jeeves. Yes. Um. Yeah, Peeves. Uh, that's his real backstory. It kind of sucks. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I wish he had more of one. But, um... Yeah. The children's energy created him. There you go. Yes. There you are. The one, I mean... We, we, we gave her too much credit saying she had a backstory for everything. She fucking did not. I think we gave her a lot of credit that we shouldn't have. No. Yeah, she, we, she had too much power, and now... Mm-hmm. And now look at look her. Look what we've created. Um, for Black Widows, though, um, I did the story of Lizzie Halliday. Fucking real. She's insane. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mine was uh, Betty Lou Beats, who burned down like four houses. She only killed two people, but she tried to kill like three. But it was all true. It happened. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty recent. 
I mean, and it was a family affair. She got her kids involved. Um, yep. My story was the giggling grandma, uh, Nanny Dad. She, uh, true, she was totally a real lady and just psychotic. Like she just loved murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and those romance novels, she couldn't get enough of them. Yep. How dare you try and keep her away from them? No, they're good. Leave her alone, guys. Mm-hmm. She's just trying to live. She is. She's um well anyways you can help support this podcast uh, via patreon we will post that link for you in the description box we're also on instagram as um on the instagram as bb michelada same for twitter we also have a discord little chat room thing so if you want to talk about the podcast you are very welcome to join i that will also be in the description we have a facebook too but we don't really use that anymore we just post when we have updates there facebook anymore not if you're trying to avoid doom scrolling just it's hard it's hard but yeah we're the body the blood the michelada on facebook and uh, if you haven't already please uh rate our podcast on apple Podcasts if you can and uh, you know share us with your friends if you 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 liked our content because that would be nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um uh, yeah that's all i got that's all i got today oh vote for robin in the um america's favorite pet contest he is now tiny um meow meow <laughs> Tiny Meow Meow. Tiny Meow Meow, but he will be listed as Robin. Vote for Tiny Meow Meow. Tiny Meow Meow. A vote for Tiny Meow Meow is a vote for BB Michelada. <laughs> and it's free. Free. It is free. You just have to have Facebook, which I don't. Um. Well, if you're like us who still have Facebook, you can vote. You don't necessarily need a Facebook to vote, but you get a free vote if you're on Facebook. Yes. So vote. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and vote in the real elections are coming up. Please register to vote bef- well, uh, before the deadline and, you know, get that thing going. Um, Natalie, any, any last words before we kill you? Um, yes. I do have some last words before you guys kill me. Did you know that Bridge to Terabithia is based off of a real story? <laughs> Did the little girl die? No, okay, the actual story, the writer, the writer's son had a best friend that was struck by lightning what? and died. <gasps> and then the mom was like, I'm going to make this a book. Oh my god. Yeah. Horrified. And then the guy who wrote the, screen, uh, the screenwriter for the movie, that boy whose friend was struck by lightning, <laughs> the author's son. Oh um, my yeah. god. Yeah, those are good. Those are my my last words. Okay. All right, let's shoot her. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. How do I exit this? Uh, Craig, go away. Go away, Craig. Get out of here. Luckily, the Craig that lives with me probably can't hear us. Get out of here, Craig that lives with her too.